All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, women and children of all ages, it's about that time. It's Monday Night Raw Real Estate Style. Talking at Real Estate Talk right here each and every Monday night. We got a good treat for you tonight. We got a heavy hitter in the standby room, in the virtual green room on standby, about to come out here bucking and swinging and swinging and bucking and dropping some information that can help you in your real estate and or entrepreneurial experience on life. Go ahead and put your name in and where you're coming in from, and we'll give you a shout out before we get started with the show. We are actually streaming live in multiple places, multiple platforms right now, temporarily on the Instagram at Chris Monroe STL. That's only for the first 10 minutes or so, just to start it off. We are streaming the full experience on Facebook, on YouTube at Chris Monroe STL, and we're streaming live on the Periscope at Chris Monroe Show. So let me see what we got here. Hopefully you're having yourself a great Monday. Um, I got a couple of quick announcements, too, before we get it kicked off. Let's see here. So next Monday night, you know, we're streaming live with Mr. Elijah Rubin, the fire damage king. That's next Monday, May the 18th, seven o'clock central time, eight o'clock Eastern. Right back here. We're going to be talking to him about those fire damage properties. Make sure you're tuned in for that. That's going to be a great show. I think you've been in the game about, what, 15, 16 years? We definitely want to pick the brains of the veterans, people who've been around for a while. How do they survive through all the ups and downs of coronaviruses and all this other stuff that's going on? So that's next Monday night. The following Monday, Monday, May 25th, we're on with Deanna Britt out of Atlanta, at Law Clerk On Demand on Instagram, talking about probate. When you find these people and the person who's on the deed is deceased, what do you do? We're going to be chopping it up with her about that on next Monday. So make sure you're tuned in on that's Monday the 25th, not next Monday, the 25th of May, Monday. We're going to have her on. So check that out. Let's see here. The following week, we're going into June, June the 1st. We're halfway through the year, halfway through 2020. Have you been living up to your New Year's resolutions? We don't know, but we're going to keep the training going. We're going to be talking to the mobile home elite investors. That's right. Talking about doing those mobile homes and making that money. Stop passing over that mobile home money because I've been called from people in the past as well where they were like, we got a mobile home. We want to sell it. We're going to tell you what exactly to do with that when we talk to Byron and Sharnice on June the 1st. Also, we got on June the 15th, apartment. We're doing apartments, talking about apartment buildings, making millions, investing in multifamily with Yana Epps out in California. She's coming in to drop us, drop some Jews on us as well. So that's going to be great on there, too. Uh, we also just booked in, I believe, the week after that. We got a. Uh, Andrea Stakes, you know, she specializes in dealing with those virtual assistants. We're going to have her on the following week after that. So as you see, we have a nice lineup lined up for you each and every Monday night, seven o'clock central time, eight o'clock Eastern. Make sure you subscribe to this channel that you're watching on right now, or you can text JV to three one nine nine six and it'll let us know when we got it going here. Let's see here. Is, uh, is everything clear on here? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you see me? How's the audio? How's the visual? Let me see here. Somebody on Facebook says flames, flames. That's right. Dropping fire. If you are watching in the woke real estate investors group, there's a link down in the description that you can put. Um, you need to click that link and it'll let us know who you are because you're in a private group. So it doesn't show what's up, Virginia. Thanks for tagging those people. 
And anybody else, like I said, put your name in and where you're coming in from. We'll get the show started off. Instagram watching over here as well. Loud and clear. All right. That's what we want to hear. Loud and clear up and here. All right. All right. What's up, Mr. I stay woke STL in this thing. That's right. I can't see who you are because you're in that woke real estate investors group and you didn't click that link. But shouts out to you anyway. We know you're around nearby you in the STL. So without further ado, y'all, it's about that time, y'all. Let's get this thing popping. And we have And we have Mr. I stay woke And Mr. I stay woke What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? This is the student master teacher, Mr. I stay woke. Chris Monroe, and I'm right back at you with another real estate video. I'm glad you all came on in. Good to see you all. What's up, Malcolm Davis? What's up? What's up, everybody watching? Shouts out to the replay viewers as well. CJ Brown coming in town from the STL. I see we got a lot of STL people in here. But without further ado, I want to bring in my brother from another mother, Mr. Willie Coleman. Today's broadcast is being brought to you by WokeSkipTracing.com. Look up phone numbers and email addresses with ease, with pricing as low as only 15 cents per match. Not per search, per match. If there's no number or email address, you don't pay. Get accurate data in just minutes. WokeSkipTracing.com. That's WokeSkipTracing.com. What up, bro? What's going on, Chris? What up, what up, what up? Good to see you, man. How, how's the good life out in uh, South Carolina, right? Yeah, South Carolina. It's good, man. It's good. We finally started to warm up, and people are uh, going outside. Not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but uh, we're uh, doing good out here. Well, that's good. That's good. I know y'all got the uh, best weather up there, and uh, I guess the real estate market is pretty much good there as well, right? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. We actually have seen uh, an increase in showings and offers on the retail side, so so far, so good. So that's what I'm talking about. So for uh, people who may not know, who is Willie Coleman and what do you do, bro? Yeah, man. Willie Coleman is a guy that, um, uh, let's see, five years ago, he got into real estate, right? So I buy and hold, fix and flip, and we wholesale. So between between all that, uh, we use real estate to kind of fund other businesses that we run. And um, that's the short of long, but I'm sure we'll get into long in a second. I know that's right. I know that's right. So from what I hear, I hear you say the word we see people when they get into the business and they start, you know, doing some deals, building yeah. up teams, they start talking in plural. See, that, that's when yeah. you know somebody got that shift. <laughs> right. Right. That's right. That's right. So, so you've been in the game, you say five years, five years. That's a long time. So you've seen the market shift and change and things go and change. So what made you actually get into real estate? Yeah. So it's funny because my parents were in real estate, right? So it's, it's one of those things that every time I say that people are like, Oh, his parents are in real estate. So there you go. That's how, that's how he knows everything now. Right. Um, and so basically my parents were in the fix and flip side and that was kind of their lane. Right. So they fix and flip, they're doing one or two properties a month. So obviously, um, you know, that was my, um, okay, this is real estate. I'm seeing the process from A to Z. 
myself and my brother would actually, uh, you know, help them on their property sometimes when they would do the work themselves. We do the demolition. We would go inside the properties. We, you know, take down the cabinets. Uh, I think this is kind of when my entrepreneur side started because I would say, hey, mom and dad, if I can take down these cabinets, uh, and heck, I would even take down the toilet and say, can I sell it on offer up? Can I keep the money? And they say, sure. So, <laughs> I was, I, I was, I've been wholesaling before, before I kind of knew about it in real estate. But, uh, you know, so long story short, did that for, I guess, uh, I don't know, a year or so. And um, kind of that was my, uh, okay, how do we work smarter here? But, uh, yeah, so that, that's kind of how I got into it. And there was a transition after that. Wow. So you saw it from the inside looking in. Your parents were doing real estate. How old are you now? I'm 19 now. So wait a minute. You only 19 years old and you already been in the game five years? Sir. Dang. So you got to <laughs> <good> start. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So you started at, what's that? Six, uh, 15, 14? Basically, I, I was going, I was in a read meeting at 14 years old. Wow. So you already was looking like learning the game from people who've been in it for a while. What are some of the stuff that you saw at a young age? Or I guess you're still at a young age that you saw that, you know, like, I don't want to do it that way. I want to do it a smarter way. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, you know, uh, with my parents being in the business, I said, you know, obviously I, I see what they're doing. Right. I see they buy a house for a dollar and sell it for ten dollars, you know, a few months after you know they buy it. And I say, well, you know, Obviously, nobody's going to I can't buy a house. Right. I'm, I'm not going to fix a house at my age, whatever. Um, but, you know, after going to reading meetings and just kind of my, I, I knew, heard about wholesaling, you know, kind of from my parents and stuff. But I didn't know kind of again, of course, going to the reading meetings and stuff. I just didn't know. OK, how do you market to sellers? How do you right, do the business? So long story short, you know, the, the phrase works smarter, not harder. I said, OK, if I can basically find a house and you know, get under contract and find somebody that will pay more. It's the same thing I'm doing right now, right? It's the same thing as far as, you know, I would literally go in, right when you flip a house, you go on Lowe's all the time, right? So I'd be with my dad, I go on Lowe's, I see a, a stove that, um, you know, is scratching dent, I would buy it and go resell it, right? So I said, okay, I can basically deal with the house, with a house, right? And, um, you know, long story short, um, obviously at six, I bet, I guess 16 or so, you know, I still can't sign a contract. Right. So basically I started an LLC with my brother and uh, his role was to, I said, Hey Stuart, can you sign for me? And I'll do all the work. Right. Wow. So, uh, he agreed. And, uh, after four months, I heard about cold calling, went on YouTube university, got the principles, um, and just went hard. Right. Obviously I didn't know what the heck I was doing, but eventually if you call enough people, somebody will say yes, eventually. So four months later, thousands of phone calls, thousands of FUs go to hell, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. So you telling me people were mean to you on the phone? Oh yeah, man. No, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know what it is. <laughs> they were yelling and cussing. What you calling me for? Stuff like right. that. So that can happen. Exactly. So when your parents were doing real estate more so, were they buying like off the MLS or something? So they really wasn't focusing on the wholesaling side. Is that what it was? Well, no. I mean, so you know, with them, they were actually pretty much organic marketing all the way, right? So. Obviously, just being connected with folks in the city, um, just basically word of mouth marketing um, and properties. Are, I mean, to this day, they're still in the business. Right. So they still get deals. I've even wholesaled to them. And now we're actually doing partnerships together and we're fixing and flipping together as well. So, um, you know, bottom line, they were they were, you know, uh, getting off market properties. I think they did buy off MLS a little bit, 
but it was it wasn't they weren't marking they weren't calling you know uh, stuff that we you know do today um, in our wholesaling business but uh, yeah yeah so that makes sense that makes sense so that's cool so you came in the game you say wait a minute I want to do it like this I want to do my own guerrilla marketing I'm gonna get on that phone bang it out um, what type of a uh, what type of marketing were you doing? Was it, I mean, were you pulling lists or were you doing like signs or what were you doing before you do the cold calling? Yeah. So that was actually what I started off with. I started off with cold calling, right? So that was the first thing I did. I, um, I want to say I was cold calling, uh, pulled a list from, I think at the time we had list source, um, South Carolina no longer is, has access to list source. So mm-hmm. I guess that's a couple, another topic that we should talk about, but at the time, I guess I was, I was pulling off a list source and then I would skip trace it and then cold call with Mojo. Um, and then from there, you know, I added RVMs, texting. Uh, you know, we have a, a driving for dollars team. Um, and of course, um, you know, we, we do, you know, each property we buy, we'll have a sign and say we buy houses. So we get calls off of that, uh, you know, with our logo on it. But, um, you know, so I guess we have four marketing channels going today. Um, but I started with just cold calling. Cool, cool. So you just said something about um, the houses you do buy, or I guess get under contract. Maybe you put a sign in the yard. Is that what you said? That's right. So what we'll do is we'll just put a sign in the yard with a phone number, and we buy houses on, on the properties we own. Um, and so we get we get deals off of that as well. Uh, we'll have sellers that say, "Hey, I saw your sign," and and I think that's a pretty cool thing to do because you you have people that put out bandit signs, which don't get me wrong, I know they work for people, but you know if you have a sign in front of a house. That looks nice and professional. That somebody's actively buying or actively renovating. A seller, not to say that they don't feel comfortable with a bandit sign, but the level of comfort goes up. They say, "Wow, I know this company right here actually buys houses, and, and they're doing a house right here, right?" So I think you know, even even for people that have a property under contract, um, you know, they should maybe look at that as well. Um, and I can't tell you, we've gotten so many calls from buyers, sellers, and everything else in between, uh, just by literally having that simple word on that sign. Wow. So that's that's instant credibility, not just a random bandit side on the side of the road. It's in front of a house, a professional looking sign. We buy houses. They see that you're serious about buying and fixing up houses. Now people calling you get actual leads from that, huh? Exactly. Exactly. Wow. A super bandit sign, I guess we can call it. (laughs) (laughs) Or a super sign. It's not really a bandit sign. (laughs) Because bandit sign, it's illegal. People say, are bandit signs illegal? Did you just say bandit? Sign. Um, <laughs> Google it. <There> you <laughs> so great, great. So you've been creative, finding marketing and things like that. So what are some uh, some of the things you would say to a person uh, on a cold call? Give some people some, some type of tips. What would they say to a person that you called cold off of some list you may have pulled? Yeah, so, so let's pretend that I would call you. Um, and obviously some people believe, hey, if you're on a different, if you're on this list, you should speak this way. If you're on that list, maybe probate, absentee. Our thing is we we basically have the same intro for every lead. Um, and it goes a little something like, hey, uh, this is Willie. Um, you know, I know this called out of the blue, but I'm calling about your property. I, I think it's uh, 123 Main Street. And I just want to see if you consider an offer, right? Um, they say yes, no, maybe, or, you know, that's pretty much all you'll get or, you know, hang up on you, right? So, from there, uh, we say, okay, great. Tell me a little about the property. They tell us about the property. After that, uh, we try to go go see it and get it locked up. 
Now that's smooth right there. Now I noticed that didn't take but about less than 10 seconds to spit that out because you know they're ready to hang up on you. Exactly. <laughs> Y'all exactly. got all day to go on there and say, yeah, my company is this and all of that. You got to get to the point. Want to know if you consider an offer? Would you like to sell? Something smooth and quick, right? Exactly. And again, I think a lot of times people overthink cold calling. Obviously, in different markets, different folks you talk to, you're going to have different results, right? Whether you call as a company, whether you call personally, it's going to be different for everybody. It's going to be different for different sellers. But what we found is like, you know, basically just being as personal as possible, not trying to, you know, have that sales tone, just almost like I'm calling you up. Like, hey, Chris, what's going on, man? You know, just very, you know, I mean, just very simple and easy and um, just call them up, see if you can help them out. I know that's right. I know that's right. Here live on the live stream, don't forget give this video a thumbs up if you like in any of this share it out in your facebook groups share it tag it tag your buddy do whatever you can depending on where you're watching it we are streaming live on instagram facebook periscope and youtube live right now so um willie when it comes down to it so you're saying that uh your market for these people you try to get them in there where did you learn your negotiation skills at um that's a great question so remember how I told you remember how I told you that uh, I would go to Lowe's with my dad and my mom and just almost, I guess, 50 times a week. Um, I, that's when I kind of started talking to people, right? Coming up, I was homeschooled. And um, I obviously, um, obviously, I, on a day-to-day -day basis, chatted with people. But I didn't every day. I wasn't in front of people socializing, right? So I didn't have the natural people skills as certain people have, right? So this... I think this is a topic that I don't talk about a lot, but I think it was one of the biggest hurdles for me, right? The fear of literally, which I think a lot of us have, is just having conversations with people, especially when it comes to, you know, stuff like negotiating deals, right? So I think uh, this helped me a lot. And what I'm, what I'm talking about is literally going in Lowe's and obviously this stove is on the scratch and dent section, but it's still marked up pretty high, right? They wanted 400 bucks. And I would say I could probably sell this stove for 350, so it's not going to work. So I literally would chat, call up the manager, right? My dad had a good relationship because they buy so much materials from him every day. And I say, hey, we, we we have this house. We want we want you know to buy uh, you know three stoves. What can you give us? You know, and basically just talking with managers, quite frankly, would literally help me uh, to to this day uh, to negotiate with people, right? So now um, you know between that. A book called Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. Um, pretty much those two things and just talking to people over and over has helped me to be able to negotiate deals with buyers, sellers, and everybody else in between. All right. So you, you've been working on yourself. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So Never Split the Difference. That's a book that actually go check out. Definitely re highly recommend it. Teach you how to negotiate and you know position yourself right. Because that's what it comes down to a lot of times with this stuff. Not saying too much and over offering stuff unnecessarily, especially something you can't deliver on. You want to only offer what you're really willing to do or less. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah so, so you were basically package deal and say, I'll take three ovens. And I'll buy them all for a bundle deal. and We'll clear this place out for you. And you don't have to worry about it for X number of money. And they would accept. Mm -hmm. Wow. So that's what I'm talking about. Pure value right there. Talk that talk and walk that walk. So I know you mentioned something a, a few minutes ago as well in, in regards to South Carolina, I guess, is a non-disclosure state when it comes to pulling these leads. How do you still get the leads if you can't get the list from like these uh, data providers? That's right. So about a year and a half ago, um, 
we became non-disclosure, right? So that mean that means basic. Well, no, it's probably about two years ago, but basically we can't use sources like list source. We can't use sources uh, similar to list source. Um, but basically when that happened, we said, okay, um, we looked at kind of how we found deals before, right? And, you know, obviously we used list source and that was working, working, working. And all of a sudden it stopped, right? So the other thing we were dabbling with is driving for dollars. Um, and, but we were never were consistent, right? We said, oh, there's a distressed property. Let's, uh, you know, write it down and skip trace it later, whatever. And I said, you know, what? we actually were getting deals from that before, right? I think we closed one or two deals. And um, as soon as it happened, I said, well, what if we had everybody that, you know, sees us, you know, out in the city, they see what we're doing. They say, oh my God, I want to do that business. Everybody that, you know, contact, contacts me on social media, whatever, uh, that's local. We said, look, what if you guys want to, you know, learn this business? I'll show you how I market uh, and help us generate leads and you get a cut of the deal. So basically everybody that was in that, you know, you know, hey, how can I get in the business? Whatever people that, you know, did different things for us, even owner houses, contractors, whoever that was interested to basically have a, you know, get a cut of a wholesale deal. I would basically make this offer to them where I say, hey, look, would you like to be a deal finder for us to where you basically as as you go throughout your day, if you, if you see a distressed house, add it to this little app called Deal Machine. Um, and if we close that deal, you'll get up to a thousand dollars. So long story short, we built that team up to about 15 people. Um, we were adding a good three to 400 properties a week consistently for, I, I want to say six or seven months. Mm. And, um, you know, and this, and by the way, our market's very small. I think our population in the city of Greenville is about 60,000 people. Right. So we're not in this huge market. Um, and literally from that, I'm pretty sure that we would basically take, take the, the drive for dollars list out of deal machine. And then we would put it into our RVM campaigns and for people that don't know what RVM is, it's basically ringless voicemail. And then we would cold call that list and we would send postcards to, to selective properties if we can't get them on the phone. Um, so we'd hit them all with all three channels. And um, that is not, not today, but uh, I guess for the past year and a half, that was our number one list because we had so many people on it and we were just consistently adding properties. Um, just for drop dollars. To the now, we do something a little creative. Thankfully, prop streams around now, and we are able to pull properties from there. Um, but I would say, if you don't have access to to list pulling sources, try to build that team of drivers, including yourself, and say, "Look, every day I'm going to add 50 properties, and I'm going to go hard on that for X amount of time." Um, that's what we did, um, and we I think we closed 30, 40 deals just from that. So, wow. <laughs> yeah. Man. So driving for dollars actually works. Get in your car, drive down the street, and uh, so break that down. What is driving for dollars for people who may not know? Yeah, so basically driving for dollars um, is what we do pretty much every day, uh, except it's with intent, right? So we always see a house, you know, especially when you're learning about the business, you're like, wow, I think about the house on you know Main Street. I, I, I just thought about it. It's, it's a stress. Well, a lot of times people don't know what to do from there, right? What's well, a distressed house? You know, you'll go knock on the door, but it's vacant. That doesn't lead you anywhere, right? You may ask the neighbors and they say, oh, I don't know what, what happened to those owners. So basically what driving for dollars is, it's, it's a way to automate this and it's a way to take down properties and actually contact the owner. So you're driving down Main Street and you see one, two, three Main Street and it's a house that's been boarded up. You've noticed it for the past few years. 
obviously you're in the business now, so you want to do something about it. You want to see if you can help that homeowner. So there's an app called Deal Machine. There's many other apps out there, but we use an app called Deal Machine when we're driving and we say, huh, that looks vacant. Looks like we could actually uh, host that to a buyer and we could potentially solve a problem there. We'll basically add that property to our, to our little app and it automatically generates the, it tells us who the seller is. It tells us their mailing address. Uh, from there, we can send that person a letter or we can just call them up uh, through skip tracing and say, hey, you want to sell? You know, can we help you out in any way? Wow, pure value, dropping that heat. So that definitely is something I recommend as well. We've gotten lots of deals from driving for dollars as well, where people actually go out, drive, add it into the little app. And let me see, I even got one of the little postcards. We can send them a little ugly card like that with a picture of their house on it. And they're like, oh, wow. And people actually call back and really want to sell their house a lot of times. I'd rather do like you said, though, uh, Willie, actually pull that list off of there and, uh, you know, do it that way. And for people who may not uh, know about Deal Machine, you could try it out for free. Just go to Deal Machine app or there's a link in the bio or description of this video. Put or put in a promo code. woke. you'll get a free trial and some free deal credits. Yep, David's from St. Louis, uh, from Deal Machine. Matter of fact, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's my guy. So, yeah, definitely. So, finding deals, and that's a, that's actually really an inexpensive way versus pulling these lists that might cost three, four, five hundred dollars. Skip tracing that list may cost another few dollars, you know. Then, the actual outbound marketing to contact that list that can be a lot of money when you can slim all that down by actually going and finding these houses that you put on your own list. So, I think that's a smarter way, just like you said, Willie. 100%. I agree. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So uh, if anybody do have any questions, y'all can put it in the comments here. We'll get to this thing up here shortly. Let's see what we got in here already. They say great tip over on Periscope. What's up, uh, Ed White? Good to see you. Uh, wow. I'm inspired. I live in South Carolina. You didn't inspire somebody, Willie. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. South Carolina, where it says so. So you said today uh, you can't get lists there from list source, but you can get them off PropStream. You can, yeah. And again, I don't know the logistics behind it, but as of today, uh, we can still pull off a prop, prop stream. Yep, yep. There she is, REI Drea. So yeah, prop stream is a good thing as well. I mean, we use that, um, you know, to actually pull lists nationwide as well. Uh, so how, what does that service do for you when you pull your list? Yeah, I mean, we, we, we simply just pull lists off of it. We use it a lot on the front end when we're, well, even on our acquisition side. So, um, you know, we'll use it basically... For you know, just looking at you know the seller, the seller's info, right? Do they have a mortgage on the property? Are they up to date on taxes? Stuff like that. Um, you know, obviously you can. It, it's it, it pulls data from the county, right? So obviously it's seeing transactions that are happening. It's it's allowing you to to basically say, okay, um, are there vacant properties around? You can even find buyers on that, right? So we use it basically for the front end on the acquisition side to basically check out the info on the property. Um, and then we also use it to pull lists. Uh, again, the numbers are very small. It's not nothing huge because we're in such a small market, but we will pull lists every month or so uh, for absentee owners um, on there. And so people actually come up and you accidentally get lucky every once in a while. Somebody say, yeah, man, take this pain off my back. <laughs> So, yeah, so people who may not know about PropStream, you can try it out for free. Just go to that link right there underneath me, wokesource.com. Get you a free seven-day trial. That's the same thing there. Check it out for free. So, Willie, um, I know you said you do the marketing, you do the calling, you get these people locked up under contract. Um, what do you do as far as finding an actual end buyer or a cash buyer to unload these deals? What do you do to find those type of people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, 
So basically, I, I think the best way to find cash buyers, um, people, people will think that driving for dollars is just for sellers. You can drive for resources. That's kind of what I like to call it is driving for resources. The reality is as you're driving, you're going to come across some of everything, right? You're going to see things you've never seen before. You know, you'll see a bunch of properties getting renovated. You'll see, you know, contractors working. You'll see just all types of things, realtors, right? And so what we do, not only do we drive and take down the properties, is we will basically drive and get out of our cars for any property that we think is being flipped or, or a new build. And we'll say two things. Since we are, we're in the flipping business and rehab, we rehab our homes as well, we will get the contractor's contact if they're willing to work for other investors, if we see they're doing good work. And we'll also say, hey, um, if the, sometimes the owner's even there. The, 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 the buyer of that property, the rehabber, will be in that property and we'll get their information. We'll say, hey, you want some more properties? If not, we'll just ask that contractor if, if, if we, we can get their info, right? So boom, we get their info and then basically we call them up and if they want to be added to our list, we'll add them to our list. Um, so basically that's a way to drive for resources of contractors uh, and of buyers, right? That's a way that is very, very strong and, and you know, the you know because so many people will say oh go go on your Facebook group go go to your re meetings go to this go to that which is great and don't get me wrong I have a lot of quality buyers from that but in these in this day and time you have so many people that just like to say they're doing something but they're not doing anything so kind of goes back to <laughs> hey that credibility of look I see you on this property right I'm literally in your property right now so uh, that's been a really awesome way for us of course you know you can do things on PropStream you can go pull a list. Uh, on prop stream of, of cash buyers and uh, you can call them up from there and, and send them letters for us we do a lot of a lot of drive for, for resources get buyers that way um and of course going to real meetings as well um and and just build our list up from that way right right and that makes sense driving for resources that's you didn't change the name change the game for good driving for dollars we're driving for resources <laughs> find me some resources find me some money so i know that <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so um, so you're driving, you're finding these people. Um, I mean, I know a lot of people come into the game and they really are truly afraid of this thing about finding buyers. Like, I don't want to put it under contract because I ain't going to be able to find a buyer. I mean, what do you say to a person like that that's kind of getting in the game and they have this fear of not being able to get rid of this deal? What would you tell them? Um, so I would say don't do anything you're not comfortable with. Right. What I mean by that is don't go out there because some guy said, hey, go get a contract, blah, 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 blah. And I, 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 and I don't get me wrong. I understand people need to take massive action. But at the same time, people don't need to be putting homeowners at a disservice, right? Because so many people will basically say, oh, you know, I don't have any buyers, but I'm going to go get contracts. I just recommend this. If you are in a market that's actually having transactions, you, you can take the time to find a resource, whether that's a wholesaler, a realtor, uh, a buyer, whoever, and, and, and get somebody that you vibe with, right? Somebody that truly, you know, you think is, is not, you know, just trying to, you know, whatever, right? Get somebody that actually knows what they're, they're, they're talking about and say, hey, look, I'm new in this game. I'm marketing for sellers. You know, ask them what they're looking for. Ask them what they bought, right? Just understand their mindset and what they what what you can do to help them, right? So if that's finding their properties, then if they say, "Look, I like to buy properties in this zip code at this price," that 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 and the other, you know, ask two or three people two or three people this question, right? Um, you know, what are you looking for? 
what areas, what was your past flip, what did it look like, and then simply go find that, right? You don't need – I'm not saying you need a, a list of 40 people, 50 people, two or three people, right? Understand that from there, then go get contracts, and your fear should be gone after that because you've already gotten the feedback. What I see a lot of people do is they'll say, I don't have buyers, but I'm going to go get a contract. They'll go lock up a house at $80,000. It's only worth fifty. <laughs> all they have to do is spend a little bit of time and then they can't close and they're giving investors a bad name, right? When all they have to do is spend a little bit of time and find some resources. Now that's true right there. I agree with all of that. Do your due diligence. Take the time to know the game. I mean, it, you do got to take action, but don't be stupid. Be smart. Stay woke or wind up broke. So definitely what I would say um, to add to that as well, you know, uh, Get it low enough, like you say. You can't get an eighty thousand dollar house or lock it up for eighty thousand and it's worth fifty. That ain't gonna work. You gotta get it low enough. That's the whole thing of wholesaling. It must be wholesaling because you know when you're wholesaling, it's more than just real estate, right? It's not just in real estate. They wholesale for everything you bought: groceries, furniture, you name it. Somebody bought it low and sold it to you at a retail price later on. So let's see what we got here. So let's see here. Uh, can we share? Yeah, you can share. Share it out. Yes, Andrea. What up? Never split the difference. Yep, that's a good book. What's up, Chris Jackson? Making it happen. What up? What up? Investor for clout. LOL. Exactly. They do that. Savvy young man. They say you're a savvy young man, Willie. What do you think about that? You get told that a lot, though, don't you? You used to this. <laughs> they always say that. So yeah. So how do you get this this wisdom though with this young age? You know, a lot of people at nineteen they they playing video games and chasing girls and messing up and wrecking cars and doing crazy stuff. What is it that kind of made you say, you know, I want to do something different with my life? Yeah, man, that's a good question. Uh, I think obviously my parents had a lot to do with it, right? I'm very fortunate and blessed to have have them in my life, right, to set that example. Um, but yeah, I just I just was, you know, looking, like I said, coming up, I was homeschooled, right? So a lot of times, you know, people will have those distractions, right? They'll go to school, they'll go to whatever, and they'll have those distractions. For me, I'm home all day, I'm working this side or the other. So thankfully, I didn't have those distractions, right? Um, but to say, you know, the reason I wanted something different for my life, right? Whether the uh, standard, hey, you're 18 now, you know, go to college, this side or the other, blah, blah, blah. Um, obviously, I didn't go to college and I'm running this business because I knew I wanted to um, not I, honestly, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't necessarily love every every day of, of working. Right. And I never have love, you know, consistent working of doing the same thing and having to do something. So my thought process was, huh, if I can build build a business, you know, and basically do what my parents are doing. um you don't have to do that, right? I'm the type of guy that real estate's great, but it's not necessarily what I'm passionate about, right? I, 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 you know, we're building up this real estate business. I have, you know, some full, some full-time VA employees. We have, uh, you know, local people working for us now, and we're we're building up this business to truly create a business to where it's running without us, and so we can use these funds to invest in other things, right? I'm really passionate about the tech industry, right? My brother has a has a startup. He has an app called Real Time, right? Um, and so I, I invest in things like. Like that I invest in other tech companies and stuff like that. So you know, my thing was I I didn't I knew what I didn't want. I didn't want the traditional hey go to college, try to figure it out, right? Let's say I, let's pretend I went to college. Uh, yeah, I guess I'd be out in what two two years now. Um, who knows how the, how the the you know the economy is going to be in two years? But let, let's pretend I graduated you know this year and, and I hadn't I hadn't done anything. Um, but I 
but I started what five years ago. So now I'm in the position where I don't have to worry about it. Right. So just really understand. I want to be in control of myself, my life and everything that happens to me. I, I, I want to be controlled. It's not, you know, Oh, because I had to get this degree and do this and apply here and that the other, I, I knew I didn't want that. So bottom line, I just went all in for what I knew I could potentially be good at, um, worked hard at it. And now we're here, you know, consistently doing four to six deals a month and um, just trying to stay consistent to be able to create a business. So one day, a year from now, two years from now, I don't have to, I don't have to work every day. Bottom line. I, I know that right. We're doing it for the freedom, baby. Let me be free. I don't want to be tied down. <laughs> so definitely. So now I know with this coronavirus hitting out, and I know a lot of people have been trying to tap more and more into this real estate and uh, not just doing wholesaling per se. They even want to do more virtual wholesaling. Are you doing virtual in your business as well? Not consistently. Uh, not actively, I guess I should say. So we've looked at other markets. We, we've seen... Um, you know, we've, we've, we've been in Mississippi, we've been in Virginia, we've kind of been all over the place. Um, you know, right now our goal is to get to about anywhere from eight to 10 deals a month consistently here in South Carolina. Then we'll add, you know, we'll add probably some markets up north. Uh, but the reality is we plan, I mean, we, we've done deals other places and we plan on doing deals other places. But as far as having our team somewhere full time, uh, we do plan on doing this business anywhere uh, in the United States because of the reality is, all you got to do is talk to people, uh, find a title company or a closing attorney, a buyer and a seller, put all that together. Um, yeah, so we, we plan on doing that once we uh, are consistent with eight to ten a month here in South Carolina. And that's very well possible. There's nothing wrong with that. Master your market first before you jump out there. So virtual, you know, and a lot of people don't realize real estate breathes through paperwork. You don't have to always be at the place. All you got to do is make sure that paperwork's right, like you just said there, Willie. Paperwork makes that paperwork. All right. So when it comes to um, exit strategies, I know wholesaling is one. That means you're just going to assign your contract to some end buyer. They're going to take over the property, do whatever they decide to do. What are some other uh, exit strategies or things that you do with properties as you come across them? So, yeah, we um, it's funny because I obviously I started with wholesaling. And uh, again, I, I obviously have my parents still in the business, so they're still learning. They're still adding on the strategies. They they learned about subject to they learned about you know, creative financing and stuff like that. Um, so thankfully, you know, I was able to basically learn that from them and now we're, we're doing deals together. We, I think we own two subject two deals. We own another deal that is creative where, you know, uh, you know, basically the seller, uh, holds a note. Um, so we do creative deals. Obviously we do fix and flips. We have a fix and flip. We literally just listed yesterday and we are, we've had like 10 showing. So again, when I say the market's hot here, it's hot. Um, but yeah, really whatever makes sense for the deal. Obviously I like to get in and out with wholesaling. Um, but you know, obviously wholesaling doesn't always work. You know, sometimes, you know, we've had, we've actually had a deal where we marketed out, um, and we, we wanted to make, I think a $20,000 assignment fee. Basically we actually ended up signing a contract. I got on the contract at 50,000, sold it to the buyer at 70, signed a contract. I think it was a week before closing. He backed out and I couldn't find a buyer. Right. So <laughs> obviously that sucks. And, uh, you know, we literally had, I called my parents and said, look, you know, this is the deal. They already knew about the deal. They, they actually looked at it. Um, basically, we raised private money for the, the purchase. We raised private money for the rehab. We flipped the property. Um, 
I think we were all in at about 150 and we just got a contract the other day for 210,000. So, you know, sometimes, you know, you may think, oh crap, the buyer backed out, this, that, the other happened, but you may end up flipping it yourself and making a boatload because, you know, some, all, everybody doesn't see the potential in a deal. You know what I mean? So uh, bottom line to answer your question, we do whatever makes sense for the deal. So oops, you made me make about 50 G's instead of 20 G's. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> my bad so that's the that's the beauty of real estate you know if you're doing it right and you know what you're doing there's always nothing but upside of this stuff you know it makes sense what's up zaporia what's up victoria oh y'all rhymed what's up Crick, uh william thanks for tagging good information demetra says that's right you got to pick the brain of these masters out here would you consider yourself a master yet willie or are you still in training oh never never <laughs> i don't think any i don't think anybody's a master <laughs> how, how many years does it take before you get up to say you're a master at this? 20 years or something ridiculous? I don't know. I don't know. Everything's changing, right? Like, you never right. know. And so when you buy these properties and you um, you sell them, do you have a real estate agent on your team there or something? Or what are you doing when it comes to real estate agents? What do you do with realtors? Yeah, yeah. So it's funny. We, we've worked with realtors. I mean, you can you can love them. You can hate them, right? There, there's some that you know are crazy and there's some that you want to love. But we found that Obviously, with being investors, you know exactly, you, you know the market, right? When, you, when you've done X amount of deals and you, you know, have worked with retail buyers, you, there's, being a realtor is valuable. And, 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 and again, this does not go for all realtors, but the realtors we have dealt with, their value is MLS, right? Because the MLS is how, you know, for a realtor that is not selling the property and that just sticks a sign in the yard and lists on the MLS, they're going to, uh, uh, you know, uh, agents, buyers going to come in and they're the ones that pretty much bring the buyer and that actually sell the property. So we say, look, if we can just get access to MLS, you know, we can cut out, you know, three, three to 4% of our seller's commission and just pay the buyer's commission. Right. So we use a local company here. That's not a part of our team. We pay them 250 bucks uh, for this, for every flip we do, we get access to MLS. Our role is to provide pictures, the info on the property and they list it. And we handle all the calls for, for the buyer agents. I have, uh, you know, um, we answer those and they set the showings and we handle all the negotiations and everything ourselves. But the reality is that helps a lot, especially on tighter deals, to not have to pay that 3 to 4% on the seller side. Wow. Now, that's crazy there. So you're saying that you can pay them 250 bucks. Is this every month or is it just per listing or how does that go? No, no just, just per listing. It's 250 bucks. So two fifty and uh, put it on the MLS. Now that's that's great. So that's is that something that that company set up there, or that's something you all negotiated? Yeah, it's just a flat. It's what they call a flat fee uh, listing. So um, basically, their their role is is again just ju they do it for anybody uh, that wants to do it, and uh, they say, look, you you provide all the info. Uh, we'll make sure it's right uh, in terms of, uh, or not make sure it's right, but they'll make sure that you know all the boxes are checked. You know, because obviously. You, know, you have to fill out yourself. Just close. You have to do everything yourself. But again, it's well, it's well worth you know three, four to four percent in the long run, especially on on these higher deals, right? And when you get into the you know two hundred, three hundred thousand dollar houses, that that affects the deal a lot. Right, right, definitely does. Every dollar counts in this business. So I know you said something too about the market there being hot in South Carolina. So are people actually offering more than what you list the price for? Is that kind of hot it is? So yeah, I mean. Uh, it depends, right? Like, obviously, um, when I say it's hot, 
you know, not just in the, not just in the fix and flip side. Um, we we have a lot of lease option buyers, right? We have a lot of people. We have, another thing we do is on a property that um, we're fixing and flipping. Sometimes we'll just put um, you know rent to own sign or we'll list it rent to own, right? So that's another way to build up that side of buyers. So we we're still getting consistent calls in that. Um, you know, honestly, we're, we're still getting offers just at asking a little. I don't think we've received any offers above asking yet, but um, at asking and you know within you know three four percent of asking. So you know nothing crazy. I obviously when everything happened with, with the virus, you know things did go down. I think we didn't have any showing to one of our houses for forty five days. Uh, but I feel like people are thinking things are you know coming up. Obviously, the interest rates are low, so things have really really been turned around for us. Um, and, you know, in all sides of, of uh, the strategies. Cool, cool. And I heard you mention something about rent to own. You know, that's my world. I live over there in that rent to own space. I love a tenant buyer. So are you doing that type of exit strategy as well? So, yeah, yeah. So right now uh, we have not completed the a tenant buyer transaction. We have all the buyers in the world for it. Um, but simply we've done, um, you know, traditional rentals. We've done traditional, you know, um, Obviously, you know, fix and flips. Uh, we have a few properties in the pipeline that are almost done that we plan on doing that with. Uh, so I'm not the guy to speak on it yet, but uh, we have plenty of plenty of guys that are lined up to you know take on those properties from us. Yeah, those rent to own tenant buyers, they can change your life, man. I'm gonna tell you the truth. We got one closing Friday for nine thousand. So I'm glad it's just gonna make it to just get to the finish line without no hiccup. That's all I ask for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's what we want. Yeah, because, you know, when you start looking at it, you say, well, can I do a rental and do this property management maintenance and all of this other stuff? And, you know, or you can do a rent to own and, you know, keep that house and still get the same rental income without the headaches of being a landlord. It's life changing. And I think you can do them up in South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Cool. So definitely there. So let me see. Is that uh, St. Louis or elsewhere? You say what now? Is that deal in St. Louis that you're talking about or virtual? Yeah. Yeah. So that deal here is in St. Louis. And actually, this is the second tenant buyer I'm going to be having in the same house. So I already got a non-refundable from one person that lived wow. in there for a period of time. They're moving out. And now I got wow. another person coming in and they're going to drop another non-refundable check. So this same little old house just keep laying eggs. What they call it, the goose that lays the golden egg. That's what you do if you get some good deals like that. But, you know, we I'll actually be doing a... Uh, a deal analysis on this deal coming up here next month, as a matter of fact, a full breakdown of this particular deal, because this was a house was a problem house for me. But as time has gone on, it's become to be one of the better houses because of how much money it's generated off one little old house. <laughs> That's crazy. You're just flipping it over and over and over. <laughs> yeah. It. One of my mentors, they got a house. They've been in the game a long time. Right. And uh, they had a house and they've had five different tenant buyers in one house. One little old house they bought years and years and years ago, subject to subject to existing financing. And they put five different tenant buyers in the same house over these years. That mortgage been paid off a long time ago. And now they got to put a roof on it. Like, boo hoo. I got to go spend six, seven grand on a roof. Look how much money you raked in on this house, man. <laughs> so that's, that's how I go. One little house can pay you a lot of money if you know how to structure it. So, yeah, definitely. Let's see here. So they got some questions in here. It looks like um, so Aaron says, just tuning in. What market is he in? Greenville, South Carolina. Greenville, South Carolina. Cool, cool. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, so a possible depression would increase purchasing opportunities, correct? Would you agree with that? A possible depression 
will increase purchasing opportunities. Would you agree with that? Uh, a depression would basically potentially call call for a buyer's market. So yeah, I mean, there there's there's always going to be buying opportunities, but yeah, I, I guess you're saying like a, a cheaper discount than absolutely or a better discount. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. And if you learn how did this game go, you can make money in an up, down, or sideways market. I don't care what the market do. I'm going to be in the market, playing in the market, and the only way you lose is not participate. So definitely get the education level up. That's what I would suggest. Uh, let's see here. Romello also says, how could possible 25% unemployment impact the business? Mm. That's a good question. Do you yeah, have idea? I, I I think obviously uh, when people aren't working, people, the people that aren't working, those are the people that are looking to pay the rent and people that are looking to, you know, buy the house. Right. So obviously it will affect it. I don't know how I'm not the, I'm not the guy to ask on numbers. Uh, but you know, again, people always have to have somewhere to live. I know that. And they'll have to figure it out one way or another. So, you know, obviously we all may have to adjust a little bit. Um, but it's nothing that, um, we're, we're concerned about because we'll all adjust with it as, as needed. That's right. That makes sense. The, the market's going to do what the market's going to do. You just learn how to manipulate and play puppet master and make sure yes, you're sir. in the right position as deals come your way to capitalize on them or when it's time, when the market's up high, when well, you know when it's time to get up out of there. So I know a lot of people got caught with this coronavirus coming up, you know, because the market was so great, you know, the lowest unemployment rate in history and all of this stuff that was going on before the Rona and people should have cashed out. Well, you think they should have just hold out and wait and see what happens, Willie? I'm sorry, Chris, you cut out on me. Oh, no problem. So I'm thinking I was asking, yeah, um, with this coronavirus and all the fear in the marketplace, do you think people should just hold their position or try to, you know, uh, capitalize on it and, and, uh, and or, or do what makes them feel better at this time? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I mean, I, I'm just speaking from what we're doing. We're still literally closing on deals where we buy, we wholesale. And I think people need to understand that, again, we're not in the business that's going to go away. I mean, can you get, like, if you actually think about that, that real estate is old, people always have to have somewhere to live. Oh, That's never going to change. So, yes, I can understand being conservative, and maybe you won't, if you're hiring flipper, you maybe you won't buy the $500,000 house and, and try to sell it for a million dollars, right? Okay. But why would you not still buy real estate, you know, at a discount when, yeah, you may not you know, get up, you know, you may not be all in at, you know, 60% and, and have crazy returns. And like, you know, that may be different, but the reality is whether it's a year from now, two years from now, let's say we go into a depression, it's always going to go up. So I think people should do what they're comfortable with, but you know, if you're putting your money in real estate, as we all know, it's, it's, it's one of the safest things to do. So, you know, we're still at it. You know, we're still going hard. We're still, I think, honestly, we've been busier than we've ever been uh, in terms of the, um, you know, the, the side of, of acquisitions. We're, we're not doing in-person acquisitions, so we're doing a lot of phone calls. Uh -huh. um, you know, we're doing a lot of, you know, Zoom meetings with sellers. So we'll Zoom with sellers. You know, we'll, of course, you know, do our, um, you know, um, if we can do, you know, basically, obviously, lot box. I mean, that's pretty standard that we've always done, but... Um, you know, I think I don't. I think the last time I was on an acquisitions appointment in person was probably about two and a half months ago. So, wow. You know, I think that people can again just adjust. That's a part of adjusting, and 
obviously, you know, with, with, with my family, with the, the seller's family, just understanding that um, and not trying to, uh, obviously business is not as usual, but we're still on the phones every day and still helping people out. So that's, uh, that's what we're doing. That makes sense. That makes sense. Keep on marketing. Keep that pipeline full because you don't know what deal is going to fall in your lap. Some people right. are truly afraid. Like there's landlords out here that's not getting rent for whatever reason. Maybe that tenant stopped paying. Maybe they got laid off. Maybe something happened. Maybe they got sick and caught the Rona. Anything could have happened. And they're like, man, I'm getting rid of this property. I ain't finna keep this thing. And that's your opportunity to jump on in there and swoop it up. And it ain't exactly. going nowhere, like you say, Willie. It ain't going nowhere, right? This real estate, you can't leave the planet Earth, so you might as well buy it up, right? <laughs> yeah, man. That makes sense. All right, let's see what we got here. Um, Ed White say, dang, I paid $500 for a flat listing. Time to renegotiate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's right. Never split the difference. Let them know. Uh, yes, Romello, did you get my questions? I did. Yep. Hey, do you know anyone buying in Travels Rest, South Carolina? Great land lead. Travels Rest. Yeah. I'm about 20 minutes from it. Uh, let me know. We may be interested in it. That's what I'm talking about. Look at that. That's what I like to do these shows for, the networking possibilities. Yeah. You never know who you can reach because your network is your network, right? All right. Let's see here. Um, let's see. Terrell says, good evening from STL. Happy belated Mother's Day to all the REI moms. That's right. Happy Mama's Day the day after. <laughs> all right. Let's see here. Watching two. Okay. I guess you're watching on two places. JJ. Watching two goats. He's talking about the two goats right here, man. Come on. <laughs> the who? The watching two goats. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. I couldn't see it. It don't look like a goat to me on here. I can't see it. Oh, I see it on the screen here. All right. Two goats. I can't see the emojis on this uh, thing. It doesn't I show. Right. I have to look on my other screen. I'm cheating. I got multiple monitors. People don't know it's a lot to put all this on. They'll be like, how you do all that? Magic. <laughs> it's magic, baby. I don't know. But, all right. So let's see here. Good evening, Jarvis. What else we got here? How do you balance not getting caught with the bag on sitting on homes that are not selling? Uh, what does he mean by that exactly? What do you mean by that? How do you balance not getting caught with the bag sitting on homes that are not selling? Um, it's only two reasons the house won't sell in my experience. One, the price is too high, which is normally the reason. Or two, the marketing sucks. Now, that can be the marketing, meaning there's not enough eyeballs looking at it. It can be the marketing as the pictures and video or whatever you're using to show what this property looks like sucks. So, you know, the price is too high. The marketing sucks. Those are the only two reasons a house wouldn't sell. So, you have to address those issues. That's what I would say first. But uh, to to not get caught with the bag, you don't have to lower that price. Probably, if the marketplace tell you it's too high, chances are it's too high. Wouldn't you agree, Willie? Yeah, yeah. The marketplace is all straight. <laughs> yeah, too high, and just receive feedback from people. Um, if ten people are telling you the same thing, consider it. <laughs> right, it might be the truth by accident. All right. So, how do you diversify your risk? Mm, diversify diversification. Yeah, I mean, I haven't diversified too much. Like I mentioned earlier, I invest in tech companies. One of the companies is called Real Time. Um, so, yeah, again, I, I haven't, uh, I haven't diversified too, too hard. Obviously, we're we own rentals, we own you know fix and flips, whatever. But also, tech um, is is what I'd say. So, diversify multiple flows of income. 
So there you go. What up, though? Chris Jackson making it happen. What's up, Danny Lou? What it do? Great info. Always awesome content, Chris. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you. She's the best up in uh, Virginia. Uh, let's see here. Jarvis says um, easily South Carolina. Is that somewhere near you, too? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, yeah, to, so tell people how do they connect with you, Willie? Give them your social media handles. Uh, how do you want people to reach out to you? How do they find Mr. Willie Coleman? Yeah, reach out to me. The probably the best play, place is Instagram. It's just real simple. Willie dot Coleman. Uh, hit me up on Instagram. I'm on Facebook every five or six months. So <laughs> you know, you may not find me there, but I'm not the best on, on, on social media. But I do try to check it out every day. So, but yeah, hit me on, on hit me up on Instagram. Willie dot Coleman. Okay, okay, cool. Willie dot Coleman. Make it easier for him next time. <laughs> <laughs> It's like people ask me, where do you find me? Chris Monroe STL on all social media. Just Google Chris Monroe STL. I yeah. guarantee you I'll find you'll find me. It ain't that hard to find me. So let's see. Because there's you know, there's another Chris Monroe cartoon artist or something out here. If you just look up the regular name, he take up the first page of Google. I'm trying to get him off of there. Come <laughs> on there, Chris. You got it. <laughs> Keep on swinging and bucking. All right, let's see here. Um Aaron wants to know who do you use for skip tracing? Um, who do we? Oh, we're on a batch batch skip tracing. Batch, everybody be talking about that batch skip tracing. I think they're good too. Huh? If everybody's saying they're good, it must be good, right? We can get you some, some good pricing for them. Yep, hit him up, he'll hook you up with that. Let me see here. This is who I this is who I use right here. Wokeskiptracing.com get matches as low as 15 cents per match. You only pay for the match, not for the skip or not for the search. Nice. So wokeskiptracing.com is who I recommend. And uh, let's see here. We got some more questions over here. We got some more stuff in here. So what list are you currently marketing to? I know you mentioned earlier something about um, absentee owners. Are there others that you try to pull regularly, I guess? Yeah. I mean, again, like the, the list, <clears throat> they all work. I mean, we're, 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 we've kind of done everything. We've done probate to drive for dollars. Uh, so it all works for us. Um, so we're still doing everything. Um, again, what I do is not different from anybody else. You watch everybody else's videos. I'm sure you've had a ton of killers on here and, um, just do what you feel like is, is, is something that you understand. So if you don't understand probate and somebody says, I want to do probate, don't just jump on it. Right. Like, if you, like do, do stay in your lane. Right. Um, so, so, you know, I, I honestly, one of our best lists as well is after just absentee owners of high equity. Again, those are landlords. Those are people that, you know, are all types of people. So, again, that's that's more of a wide list. And, and so that in, in our drive for dollars list, those are our two babies. But it all works if you work it. It all works. Now, that's the answer right there. Everything works if you make it work. <laughs> so there you go, William. Hope that helped you out a little bit. What's up, DJ? Good to see you. DNJ Properties. All right. Let's see here. Uh, let's see. Jacksonville, Florida in the house. Yeah, somebody I know got a deal. Actually, one of my coaching students just got a deal locked up in Jacksonville, Florida. Nice. All right. All right. So, all right, Willie, it looks like um, we've been on here for about an hour. I don't want to keep you out too long. I know you got more woke stuff to do out here. Um, yeah. Let me see here. What mistakes have you made in the past that you can that you can say you learned from and what did you do to overcome it? <clears throat> um. So I would say, you know, obviously we, we've all done the, you know, oh, crap, 
I shouldn't have pulled this list. I just spent, you know, a thousand dollars on this list, that or the other. Um, I've made mistakes where, where we pulled a list that was just uh, you know, crappy retail list. Um, honest, honestly, you know, the, the way we overcome it is just just learning from it, taking a mental note of it, and just say, hey, I'm not gonna do that again. Um, you know, nothing to me has been like, you know, too crazy to where I'm just like, oh my God, I have to do this, do that, the other, I have to you know, whatever. It's just like, hey, this happened. Don't do it again or seek counsel to say, how do I, you know, do this better? Um, so obviously, you know, I learned most of my stuff from YouTube University. So if I, you know, pull a list wrong, I say, look, YouTube University, how do I pull this better? Or, you know, if you're somebody here, hit up Chris and be like, yo, Chris, how do you do this? <laughs> you know, so just, just uh, you know, be, be, the, be the top person that understands you're not going to get it right the first time. You're going to make mistakes. It's a part of the process. Um, and uh, just keep doing it, and you'll eventually get it right. Yes, right. Dust yourself off and try again. That's right. Whoop, whoop. Dust your shoulder off and get back up into the game. So don't look at it as a failure, even if you feel like it was a mistake. I tell people that all the time. Don't feel like just because you messed up, that's the end of the world. You learn from it. You don't do the same dumb stuff over and over again because what they call it insanity. You don't want to be insane in the membrane. You want to get paid every time you came. <laughs> All right. So let's see here. So also, uh, Willie, what are some books, podcasts and resources that you would recommend? I know you mentioned never split the difference earlier, but what are some other resources people can actually do to actually up their game and better themselves in the real estate and or entrepreneurship space? Yeah, man. So uh, for podcasts, um, you know, I really like Steve Trang's podcast, Real Estate Disruptors. A ton of killers on there. Um, obviously, you know, most most people know uh, good old Max Maxwell. Check his content out, podcast, YouTube, all that good stuff. Um, you know, obviously, your resource right here. It's great. You have people that are truly doing the business. You know, pe people that me and you have met with. We know they're doing deals, not the BS guys that are just talking about it. Um, so obviously, you know, if you guys are just tuning in, whatever, uh, come back to Chris's stuff. It's legit. Um, you know, books, I would say, obviously, like you said, never split the difference. Uh, a book by David Goggins called can't hurt me. I'm sure a lot of, a lot of folks may know that one. About <laughs> him. What's that? I said, David Goggins is the man. What you know about him? <laughs> yeah, man, that's a good one. Um, and a few others. I was trying to pull up my audible, but it's, it's not coming up. But um, the, that, I think if you just stay focused, again, I, I think people, again, uh, I have a shirt on. It's, it says Jot. It stands for just one thing. Uh, in this business, there's so much content. There's so much uh, what can be noise, right? There's so many avenues. And the reality is some of them work. Some of them don't. Some of them, all of them can work. But the reality is, if you're listening to listening to so many people and so many outlets and reading so many books, and what happens is you, you become some people can come confused. Some people can try to do everything at once. They can try to market to ten lists when they only need to market to one, and they just get distracted, right? So the, the thought process is, if you go all in on just one one thing and you stay focused, you're consistent in it. So if you're one thing to say, I'm, I'm gonna listen to Chris's content. I'm gonna talk to. Chris, for the next X amount of time, I'm going to get this deal. I'm going to change this up in my business. I'm going to actually create a business, whatever your goals are. Focus on just one thing at a time, and your efforts compact a lot quicker and a lot better when you go all in um, and not listen to this guy and that guy. And she said this and she said that. You know, what do you think about that? It's like, no, find somebody you, you can relate to, somebody that you 
you feel like is giving you the the the, good, the nuggets and and that's not just trying to get your money. And um, I think that's the key when it comes to content uh, that you watch and when it comes to what you actually do. Now that's valuable right there. Pick your one, maybe two people and just go deep on that content. You know, I got over 180 free videos right at wokerealestate.com going over everything from the ruder to the tutor, learning wholesaling, learning some of the creative strategies, all that stuff. Just go watch the video. It's free 99, but it takes that time. You're going to spend time or you're going to spend money. You're going to do one. So if you got no money and got time, get on that YouTube university and follow Chris Monroe STL. <laughs> There you go. All right. So I think we got a couple more questions here. I'm having a hard time finding a title company to do creative deals. How do we find a good closing attorney that does creative deals? Um, WD Property Investments on YouTube. So what I would suggest is get with somebody in your market that's actually doing deals and ask them, who do you use? How hard is that? Somebody in your market is actually doing these deals that are doing right. something to wrap around mortgages. You know, lease options, because all of these deals, these creative deals, they always say to actually do close the deal through a real estate attorney. I mean, that's one way to do it. Another way, um, real meetings whenever they open back up um, and really or just call every title company in your town. Every one of them. Ask them, do you do these type of transactions? Are you able to close this type of deal? Somebody can do it. You know, it's not. And you might have to get somebody out of your area because some of these title companies might not be in your local area, but they might be in another place. But they can close deals in your state, things like that. So that's what I would say. Check that out. And if you have some more problems, just hit me up and I'll see if I can help you out. Did you have any input on that, uh, Willie? Oh, you, hit, you hit it. Knocked it out the park. Ooh, y'all. <laughs> All right. Have you ever tried Facebook ads, Willie? I have not. No. Yeah, people be jumping, throwing a lot of money at that stuff. Like, mm, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it works if you work it. Fire information, Chris and Willie. Thank you, Jet Jarvis. We appreciate you tuning in. Let's see here. Uh, they said that already. I'm having a hard time. They already had that. What they do? Put it in twice. So, all right. Any other closing words of encouragement, motivation, or anything you want to drop on the people before we get up out of here and do some more woke stuff? Yeah, man, just just y'all stay consistent. I know some some markets are not doing too well. I know a lot of buyers are going crazy right now. Just stay at it. Understand that people always got to have somewhere to live. Focus on just one thing right now. I think that's important. Um, I think that, you know, if, if people are in this business, don't don't forget about your follow up game. Right. It's very important. Right. The people that the guys that said they didn't want to sell three months ago, their life has changed. All of our lives has changed. Right. So. Just, just stay consistent, go hard, um, and um, stay focused. So I think that's 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 what I'll what I'll leave at. Stay focused. That's right. You got to keep that marketing, and the fortunes are in the follow up. That's powerful, right there. Keep them follow up going because people are popping back up. We got people that's been calling us back from 2018. People we've been dealing with for this long, they still ain't sold their house for whatever reason, and now they popping back up. Is that crazy? Yep. <laughs> You waited till the roller hit, and now you want to act right, but you know it happens. Part of the game. I appreciate you, Willie. Thanks for coming on. All right, Chris. Thanks for having me, man. All right, all right. Don't forget, everybody, to follow Willie at Willie.Coleman on IG, and uh, we'll do that. So you can either stand by if you want, Willie, or let me end the rest of this here. All right, so that's how we do it, family. We do this each and every Monday night, seven o'clock Central Time, eight o'clock Eastern, bringing in the heavy hitters right here. If this video provided you any type of value, be sure to give it a thumbs up, give it a like, give it a share. Also, if you watched it and you and you learned something, leave a comment. 
even if you watch the replay, leave a little comment down below. I'll read every comment that comes in after the fact. Might even say something smart back to you. You never know. So do that just like that. All right. So don't forget, we're also going to be back next Monday. Who we're on with next week? We're on with the Fire Damage King. That's right. We're on next Monday night, the 18th of May, with Mr. Elijah Rubin, veteran in the game, talking about fire damage, how to make profit with those fire damage properties. Because there's about three ways, I believe, to make checks on it, but we'll let the experts talk about that. That's going to be next week. The following week after that, we're on talking about probate with Law Clerk On Demand, Deanna Britt. We're going to be talking to her next week or the week after. I'm sorry. I keep saying next week, but it's the week of May the 25th. <laughs> the 25th of May must be getting late. The 25th of May, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 o'clock Central. We're on with her out of Atlanta. She's going to drop some jewels on us as well. And then the following week after that, June the 1st, we're talking about mobile homes with the mobile home elite investors, Miss Sharnice and Byron that's doing many, many deals in the mobile home space. We want to pick their brain and see if we can do some things. Cause you never know when you're putting out marketing and things like that, you're going to come across somebody and say, yeah, I got this mobile home. I want to sell though. And you're like, well, I don't know. What do I do with a mobile home? Do I evaluate it the same as I do a house? What do I do? Is it an ARV? We're going to talk, talk to them about all of that on June the 1st. So make sure you tune in back for that right here on this same channel. And then the 15th, of June the 15th, we're on with Yana Epps out in California how to make millions investing in multifamily. So she does a lot of multifamily deals, syndications, and things like that. I know some of the time you come across people with multifamily, you want to know what to do, or at least a basic overview. You don't have to know every little detail of these things, you just need to know exactly how to at least gather the basic facts of a deal and uh, go through there. And she's going to be chopping it up with us how to actually evaluate deals as they come in. Also, um, the week after that, we'll be on with uh, Andrea Stakes talking about virtual assistants. We'll be on with her. So hopefully this video provided you some type of value. If you haven't already, join the free Facebook group, Woke Real Estate Investors on Facebook. Woke Real Estate Investors on Facebook talking about subject two, talking about lease options, talking about seller financing and so much more. Check it out. Join it. And we'll go from there. Network with other like mind individuals. So hopefully you all are doing well there. Let's see if we got any other comments in here. Great as always. Oh, no problem, Michael. I appreciate you coming in. Thanks for coming in. So give this video a thumbs up um, and we will see you on the next time. So do what you do. Be who you be. And I'll see you before you see me. And we have And we have Mr. I stay And Mr. I stay Today's broadcast is being brought to you by wokeskiptracing.com Look up phone numbers and email addresses with ease, with pricing as low as only 15 cents per match, not per search, per match. If there's no number or email address, you don't pay. Get accurate data in just minutes. WokeSkipTracing.com. That's WokeSkipTracing.com.